Welcome to another episode of the Speak Your Peace podcast. I'm Big E. There's no Rav here, unfortunately. I think he's at his sister's birthday party. We're recording this on Sunday, so we got special guest SYP creator Scott Conkin here on the pod. Scott, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Uh, you know, I'm a little bit trapped here in Kelowna, but I'm honestly doing well. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day, so let's get a good pot in. We'll... Uh entertain the fans as we like to do oh we love we love entertaining the fans what so it's so it's 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 sunny and cold in k-town sunny and cold in k-town yeah was it snowing there this week it did snow this week for a bit yeah it was some pretty blizzardy conditions for a couple hours but then it really calmed down and the field's clear now so nice nice that's that's a good okanagan weather it doesn't rain on you you know just, nope. just, look, nope. it's fucking cold, but it doesn't rain. It's cold and raining, and is that what's either cold and snowy or cold and sunny? There's no in between. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. So we are dealing with a tough time right now as there's no sports, and I have to put up with my dog here. Go lie down. He can, he's, a, he's our third member of the podcast, Caslow is. Speak your peace, mascot. Shout out to Caslow. Shout out to Caslow. Um... What are you doing to occupy your time with no sports? I know you're a busy guy to begin with, but... Yeah, honestly, like, there's been a big... There's a lot of stuff going on in terms of uh, sh- things getting shut down. Um, I know all my classes have been cancelled. They've been moved to online. Um, so I can, like, gotta keep up with homework that way still. Um, men's league is still on, luckily. So I can, can still play hockey here, which is good. It's a massive blessing. <laughs> How did I say this? There's like, how many teams are there in your league? Like eight? Four. Four, okay. So I was going to ask you, like, are you, uh, uh, how would you rate, rate yourself out of all the players? Out of all the players? So let's say, let's take there's 13 players a team. So it's about 50 players overall. Yes. Are you, are you in the top 50? Yeah, in the top 50. <laughs> yes. yes, I'm in the top 50. I think everyone in the league is. <laughs> Top, top, say, yeah, top, top 30. 30. I think, yes. Ooh. Ooh, hot take. Yeah, there's, there's some players that aren't that good. Oh. What about, uh, he's not a creator, but friend of the pod, uh, Garrett Riley. Garrett Riley, interesting. So, I think, if you ask me at the start of the season, this is a hot, this is very much a hot take. I would have said he'd be, like, top 40 because he hadn't been on skates for a while, but he's definitely working his way up, which is good, so... I don't know if he listens to I don't know if he listens to this or not, but the last time we were and I was up in Kelowna for the uh, takeover, you guys played yeah. your game, and then Garrett had his game afterwards, and like yes. Garrett's a tall guy to begin with. Yes. Like like you you played on the UBCO basketball team last year, so he's a tall guy, and then after yeah, and then afterwards Absolutely. after your after your game. I went up to Garrett and he's on his skates and I'm like literally looking up at him and yeah. he's like, what are you, you know, what are you going to do, McNaughton? What are you going to do, Big E? And he's like shoving me a bit. It's like, hey, bro, come on. No, no, dude. So. T- we we got to get, get a, get a uh, varsity athlete's opinion on some sports here. Well, I was going to, when we were, we were going to do our Sea to Sky takeover, we were going to have Garrett on the pod, but I don't know if that's going to happen still. If that's gonna yeah. work, but we yeah. haven't made an official announcement yet. But yeah. up in the air, we'll see though. It's still up in the air, so we'll find we'll out. Yeah, hundred percent. 
So, yeah. Speaking of hockey, NHL season suspended at the moment as well as the NBA. Uh, we don't, we don't, we don't know if the NHL season is going to come back. Yeah. It's still up in the air with that. Um, we're going to go over some award winners or people we think should win awards right now if the season ended today. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll, I like that. And I'll start, I'll start right off the bat here. Who is your heart trophy winner? Leon Dreisaitl. Is it Dry Sidle? Is my heart trophy winner, yeah. See, it's interesting because I think Dry Sidle is leading the league in points right now. Yes. He'll win the Art Ross. He'll win the he'll, he'll he should win the Ross, assuming play either continues or it doesn't. Um Yeah. But my I, I have to go with Connor McDavid. I I, okay. I, I, I just it's kinda like a Mike Trout situation where Right. He's, he's clearly the best player in the sport, and it's very hard to go against him. Same with Drysaddle. Drysaddle's no, but it's awesome. not. It's not the same. Like, like I think Drysaddle is obviously a great talent, but I think the Oilers would be like if if they had to lose either McDavid or Drysaddle, I think they'd be much worse without McDavid. So I guess question for you, question for you in terms of. Um how they match lines and stuff. So you think if McDavid got the second pairing and Dreisaitl got the cost, like he got the first pair in terms of like defensive lockdown, you know, procedures, like do you think McDavid would put put up way more points than Dreisaitl would? Um, hard to say. It's hard to say. I just think like if if McDavid was say playing on, I don't know, if he was playing on Detroit, for example. And it was sure. just dry sidled there. I think Edmonton would be would be worse if it was you know compared to vice versa. If dry sidled was playing on Detroit and McDavid was playing on Edmonton, right? Now clearly, now, now clearly they're both great talents, and Edmonton should be making the playoffs if there are playoffs. Yeah. They- They'll be in the playoffs, I think, based on their record right now and how they're playing. But, Up until the the hiatus, I think they'll be in, for sure. But if I had to give, like, the most valuable, if I had to give the heart to somebody, uh, it, it, it's going to be Connor McDavid. Okay. So based on what we're saying, it's staying in the oil country. Yes. Sounds like it. Yes. I think, I think, I think if there is going to be a heart winner this year... It's gonna be an oiler. I like that. I like that too. Can we? Can we say? Okay. Is that like a Jay and Dan thing where it's like, speak your piece, can confirm, an oiler is winning a Hart Trophy this year. I think so. I think. I, like that. I, I think some of our sports dudes will. I think yeah, sports dudes will definitely be on that boat. I think they'll. I think they'll, they'll, they'll definitely agree with that. For sure. For sure. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens with the whole rest of the season. But again. I think it's going to stay in oil country for sure. Uh, next award, Ted Lindsay Award. Ted Lindsay. Ted Lindsay, former Detroit yeah. Red Wing, Ted Lindsay. Is that, is that another McDavid Award? You know, I don't know. I, I feel like this might be a year where the, a different player will win the Ted Lindsay and a different player will win the heart. Do you see somebody like Pasta or, or even Dry? Because McDavid is... 
McDavid, I think we both agree, is the best player in the league. I and I could definitely see I could definitely see a path where McDavid gets the you know Ted Lindsay and Drysaddle gets the heart, but heart. The, yeah I, I see that as well. But do you see yeah. like either somebody like a McKinnon or a Pasta I, coming into the to consideration I, I, for Lindsay? I think McKinnon's gonna win Ted Lindsay. You think McKinnon's gonna win Ted Lindsay? I think so. It's kind of interesting with with Colorado this year, and yeah. and. They are a good team, but I, fe- I, I kind of felt like if there was going to be a team that was going to be upset in the first round, it was going to be Colorado. You think so? I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know what. Like I, I think they're a really good team, but it just feels like you know there's always these big upsets in the first round every year, and it yeah. kind of felt like Colorado was going to be that team. So you think? Well, based based on. What the standings sit at right now. They would play um, Dallas, wouldn't they? They'd play Dallas. I think they'd beat Dallas, personally. I Well, at the beginning of the year, well, not even beginning of the year, last Stanley Cup Finals, I said Dallas would play the Islanders. Yes, we both we both talked about that. And, that, like, I don't know if part of that pick is just me having to stick with the Stars. But, it, again, it just seems like there's this, you know... There's these upsets every year, and it felt like Colorado was, in my opinion, going to be one of those upsets. Right. Um, oh. And that's not to say, like, Nate, Nate McKinnon is one of the most premier, I don't even know if he gets enough respect for how thrilling and awesome he really is. I don't think he does either, 100%. But um, I, I could see, yeah, it's kind of a hot take, though, McKinnon winning uh, Ted Lindsay. I don't think he'll win the heart because I don't think he's impacted. Like, there's a lot of players in Colorado that are good. Yeah. And that's why he'll win the heart because he's not the most valuable to his team. There's so many players that are valuable to his team. Yes, but I, I think, yeah, I think I think McKinnon has more more consideration for the Lindsay than he does the heart. I 100% agree with that. Because the Lindsay is more of an individual award compared to the heart. Yeah. To the heart, yeah. Um, let's shift to Norris. Norris? Trophy defense, best defenseman in the NHL in terms of all-around ability. Is, it, is saying anything other than John Carlson a mistake? I think saying anything other than John Carlson would be a massive hot take. Yes. Because it, um, it, it, it like, it's like, cause it funny with Carlson at the beginning of the year where you know he just bursted onto the scene, right? And it's, yeah. it's kind of like, okay, well, he's, you know... He's got to fall back eventually. But he didn't. He, he never did. No, he he's still he's yeah he's still ten points ahead of any other defender. Um, I don't agree. So I, I think it's I think it's Carlson. See, is yeah. there is there I any think, other person you can make an argument for? Yossi. Yossi, okay. Because Nashville is in. They sort of look at the standing room. They're in the heat of the playoff mix, right? Yeah. Like they're right, right in the heart of it. They're like two point back of the playoffs, essentially. And he, I feel, has been driving that team. It's it's inter- yeah. It's interesting to see with Nashville and kind of the same with Dallas too, where both of those like both of those teams were in a winter classic. They've both fired their coach, and they're both. In a, I think if the season ended, they're both in a playoff spot. Actually, Nashville would be like 
a game out. A game out, okay. Yeah, because they're they're technically tied with Vancouver for, for the uh, most like for the last, least amount of points. Um, Vancouver has one more win, and that's what propels them into um, that first that second wild card spot. So, you, so your argument would have been for Yossi. Yes. I would have made an argument for Dougie. Uh, no, I still think Carlson wins the wins the North. Yes. But I think Yossi's the best guy to give him a run for his life. I was going to say Dougie Hamilton before he hurt his leg. Yeah, I I like that too. That would I would have been able to argue for that. I don't think he would have won it. But. No, I, I, I again I think it was Carlson's to lose, and I and it's I and it still is. And like and, and yeah. unless Carlson goes scoreless for the next whatever last quarter last third of the season, then yeah. I then I think okay. it's Carlson's to lose. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Okay, moving on. Speaking of defense and defensive things, Selkie, top defensive forward. Who do you think? Is it Bergeron's award again, or is it someone else this time? A hot take. I'm gonna go what? with I'm gonna go with Sean Couturier. Interesting. I okay. I Philly is always a weird team because Philly it seems like every, it seems like every other year Philly is in the playoffs regardless if they're rebuilding or or, if, or if contending. Yeah. And this year they got a for- this year they got a hundred point team. They got yep. a, they they've had sort of the same core for the last few years. But and what's the difference? They have a goalie now. They have a goalie now. And I, I'll get into Carter Hart in a bit later because I, I want to talk about Carter Hart. But if I had yeah. to, if I had to pick a guy to get the Selkie this year, I'm, I'm going to go with Sean Couturier. Yeah, okay, I like that. You know, I don't disagree with you there. Um, I think again, it's going to be a big race between Bergeron and Couturier. Yes, I think Carter's a winner. However, people may lean back on this. You know, Bergeron is the best, like, on a, any given night, who, like, the guy I want taking my draws is Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. 100%. Oh, absolutely. I want in the dot, he'll win anything for me. So, again, like, it's, people are going to have to decide between who's had the better season, who's the overall better defensive player. I think that's personally what it's going to come down to. Uh, and this is and this is not me trying to knack against Bergeron because I think he is obviously a, a world class athlete. The guy what? the guy I I've heard who I was kind of intrigued by for the Selkie was J T Miller. Yeah, I I heard that around too. But and, and I don't know if that's because think, you and I hang out with Canucks fans and we aren't Canucks fans. But I like the uh, I like the J T Miller comp when I when I saw him. About ten days ago, when he was playing Arizona, he did an excellent job of back checking and getting yep. ba- getting back into the defensive zone and stopping a few potential Arizona plays. Oh, again, he's a great piece on that line with Petey and uh, whoever of Toffoli or Besser that plays with them. I can't believe he's... they I can't believe they only got him for a conditional first. Blows my mind, honestly. I think he he was very slept on in Tampa Bay because he was kind of just like a role player. But now he's a role player on the top line. Yes, for sure. So, it's yeah the fact the fact that we kind of stole him out of or then we kind of stole him out of uh, Tampa is a little mind blowing. A little but, bit. So you so your pick for Selkie is Bergeron. I pick actually. I'm gonna stay with you. I'm gonna pick Kachuria. You're gonna take Kachuria, okay? Yep. Bergeron's the guy that's gonna give him a run for his money. 
I like O'Reilly too, but I don't think the two of Bergeron and O'Reilly are they're not going to win it. It's going to be Kachurian. Interesting. Based on based on what I've seen from him play and from how he is defensively this year, especially, I think it's Kachurian to lose. Interesting. Okay, I like I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, next next tro next trophy. Lady Bing. Calder. Okay, let's do Lady Bing. I'm gonna do Lady Lady Bing then Calder. Who's your, who's your pick for the Lady Bing? You know, this one's a big top. This, I think this award, there's no, there's never really a clear-cut winner each year. No. I think it's something that you really have to, like, watch them play every day to kind of get an idea of how they are. Um, again, McKinnon's someone here that stands out. He didn't take a lot of penalties. Um, someone that's really, like, again, he's, you know, he we talked about him for Lindsay. We talked about him for Hart, too. Like he's a great, he's a phenomenal hockey player, and I think he keeps it really clean. He doesn't really get in much like of the way of you know scrums and like scraps and stuff. I think he's usually pretty clean. So I think you know what? Let's go with McKinnon. You're gonna go with McKinnon, okay? How about you? I uh, again, it's tough, like you say, because we're not watching. Uh, I'm not watching every game, so I don't know exactly what's going on, but. But I, I think I'd go with a back-to-back Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah, I, honestly, I like that too. I don't, I haven't seen much of the Blues play this year, but from what I've heard, they've been really good. And again, O'Reilly's been a huge part of that Blues team, and why they're, I think they're first place in the Central. I think Ryan O'Reilly has to be one of the best leaders. I think of any any team. I, I think yep. I think oh, I think yeah. he just I think he just. He brings the energy and the how how do I say? He brings the energy and he just he brings the team together. Like there's a chemistry when you have Ryan O'Reilly on your team. There's a chemistry yeah. there that and a bond, and you can tell with with the Blues and watching them, and even after. Very, go ahead. Hundred percent. They're very close to that. Oh That's yeah. Right, the Blues are very close, and I think O'Reilly is a huge, huge part of that. I, I think um, I think so too. Yeah, I think I, you see the same thing in. Um, I'm trying to think where Tampa's kind of the same way too, in the fact, like I know Stamkos is great, Kucherov's great, Braden Point's really good too, and they have like their team seems like they're just all very close. Yeah. But I think that on that team, their glue is Victor Hedman. Yeah, yeah, I. I... Yeah, I don't think there's... I, I can't really argue with any of that. Um, I know I know some people are probably going to say uh, Mark Edward Vlasic should get it because I think he's played over a thousand minutes this year and has maybe got three penalties, four penalties. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's mind blowing too. Yeah, no, that, that's crazy. He's shown like the high standard of playing ability that Lady Bing kind of calls for. I think the players that are better than him and have shown kind of these sportsmanship qualities. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, I I'm gonna say my pick is Ryan O'Reilly, but it's it, it, it's a close pick. McKinnon for me. I think McKinnon's been um, he's been a, a great player. And I think he deserves at least one award. And I think the award that he's most likely to win is the league. All right, all right, I like that. Uh, you yeah. want you want to do Calder? I think let's do Calder. I think this is this is one up for huge debate. Um, 
this one could be a good one. I think some fans, some especially the Canucks fans that listen to the pod may not be a fan of what I'm about to say. But again, we'll see. Out, you know, I want to see what you say first. I'm not going to make a full decision yet. But again, I have arguments for both sides of Makar and Hughes, which I assume are going to be one of your picks too. I, it, when I was up in Kelowna, like, when I was up in Kelowna about a month and a half ago, uh, yeah, they asked the boys asked me, and I think we maybe even talked about it on our pod up in Kelowna, our pods, and uh, and. It, if you asked me, I would have yeah. picked Makar. At the time. At the time. And now... However. And now I, I think I'd go with Quinn Hughes. Right. See... How come? Seeing him in person. He didn't... He didn't right. have... He didn't have, a like, a great game. He had a fine game, but he didn't have a great game. But watching Makar in person and... Or watching Hughes in person and watching him make plays, he's, his speed is tremendous, uh, he's kind of got that Noah Dobson a little bit where he'll force, a pl- he'll force a pass that he wouldn't normally make, but because he's Quinn Hughes, he thinks he can make the pass. Right. Dobson has that in, a, in him a little bit, but if I had to take one guy to win it, I would go with Quinn Hughes. Okay. I think if I were to have somebody on my team, I think I would rather have Makar over Quinn Hughes on my team. Interesting. Okay. So, I guess my... I was pro-Kale Makar for most of the season. Um, And again, I watched a few games when Quinn Hughes was really kind of on it and he was in, in the zone. The thing with Quinn that's blowing my mind is that he's he is the... I think he's the Canucks' best defenseman. I think he's the guy that drives their offense from the back end. And I realize Kale McCarr does that too, and he's, you know, the power of the quarterback and does, you know, all kinds of things for the avalanche. But I think Quinn Hughes is head and shoulders better than any other defenseman on this team. And I think that's helping him kind of propel himself up into the echelon that will make him the Calder winner. Hey, so, I, 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 again... Both of these guys are the future of the league. Hundred percent. The these no guys these guys are going to be the stars for you know for the league for years to come. Yeah. Um, I I it's just if I were to have one guy on my team, I would I would take Makar I think over Quinn Hughes. And who knows that might be a hot take in the next few years here. With you know, yeah. Hopefully you know Makar Makar doesn't have a history of injuries, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think I would take Makar over Hughes. But, Hughes. but you think Hughes, Hughes is going to win the Calder this year? I think Hughes will win the Calder this year. And But but you have to also remember, too, is that, you know, Makar was one of Colorado's best players last year in their postseason. Like, he stepped, yep, like, like, like he stepped in as, what, a 19-year-old? He stepped in and he just, like, he scored right away. He played almost... Top line minutes. It seemed like you know. It seemed. Yeah. It seemed like he was. It seemed like he was not shy whatsoever of just stepping into the NHL postseason and dominating. Yeah, and again, like I know, I was talking to a few Calgary fans after that series, and they're like, "Yeah, Kill McCart basically ruined our playoff run for us." Yeah. No, and the fl- yeah, I, and the Flames were going to go on a long run last year. They're supposed to. Yeah. 
but they never did. So they never because they ran into a hot Avalanche team with a rookie defenseman who put on a show. So and so, and, and also shout out to a couple other rookies too, like Dominic Koblak. Yep, Koblak's uh, been really good. A- Adam Fox. Yeah. Adam Fox is someone oh, I've been. Carter Hart's been very good. Well, he, he was a rookie last year. Is he not considered a rookie this year? No, he, this is his second year. Because he's, I think he played. I think he played more than whatever the qualified games. Right. Okay. So um, no, but I, we'll talk about Carter. I know you want to talk about Carter Hart. I, I, I want to talk about him too. Don't worry. Okay. Let's. So let's get through the awards first, and then we'll uh, have a chat about Hart's in the rest of, in the rest of the NHL. Sure. Uh, um, I think let's move back defensive studs to goaltending studs. Vesna. My Vesna this this year. Yeah. I mean, you kind of give it to Vasilevsky, I would think. Like, just 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 talking, you know, right. thinking out loud. I, I think Vasilevsky. Um. I don't like maybe Rask. I don't know if their numbers are that good. That's the thing. Yeah, no, like I don't like I'm, I'm trying to think of like a goalie who's really been a standout goalie this year, and I can't really think of one. I mean, F- Freddie Anderson is a lot better goalie than his numbers suggest because his defense is yeah. ass. Um, you know, Rask I- Rask has been. You know, fine. He's got them wins, but I, I, yeah. I, I think Vajaleski will probably win it if they have it. Right. And, and it was and it, it was funny with Vajaleski yeah. because they were cold to start the like they were like they didn't really start getting going until about December. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, Tampa was had a really. Slow start. Make make uh, the make the argument for me that John Gibson should win it. You you really want me to do that right now? Are you gonna? Are you, are, do you have an argument to make about John Gibson winning the Vesna? This year he's been hurt too much. I don't think he'd win it anyways. Um, I think like his again, like just looking at his numbers right now, just. I, it's very hard for me to say that he could win it, and I think it's just not. It's honestly just not been Ducks here, and they've had some really rough injuries, some rough uh, games that have got, just hadn't gone their way. And again, like he just hasn't played. Like he hasn't played to the level, and his team in front of him hasn't played to that level. So, um, speaking speaking yeah. from, speaking for my team, uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna make the Jimmy uh, Jimmy Howard Vezina argument, and that the rest of his team sucks. That's the only thing I have with Jimmy Howard to say that he should. Uh, okay. You know, the rest of his defense is bad. The rest of his team is bad. Jimmy Howard's fine. Don't don't look at his two wins this year and twenty losses. Um, yeah, that that's my Jimmy Howard Vezina. I think for a lot, a lot of uh, fans on teams with bad teams and supposedly okay goalies, like that'll be your argument around. And that's you know for me kind of the same thing. It's like my team sucks this year at least, 
and the goalie's done his best, so give him the sympathy, Vesna. But again, you can't do that. So you can't. So Howard's, you know, not going to win it. It's going, you know, it's going to be a close race, I'm sure, with Howard and Gibson in it. Um, yep. <laughs> you know, do you, what, what would somebody like uh, Connor Hallibuck maybe? You know what? I, that's what I was thinking. Connor Hallibuck might win it. He, he, I think he's been really solid all around, save percentage wise, um, goals against. He's played, you know, a lot, like a lot of games. He's played fifty-eight games to this point, which is a lot. Um, and again, his numbers are still quite good. The Jets are currently sitting in a playoff spot, so I think he's he's definitely he would be my safe pick. For Vesna, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did end up winning it because he's been he has been very good this year. Um, another guy that I had in mind, I like I like your Rask pick. I think that would be a safe one as well. Ben Bishop too, yeah, has been very good. Yeah, I think the whole Vesna is a big toss up, but I think it might be um, it'd be one of Bishop, Hellybuck, or Rask. Side note. Is is Hellybook elite or good? He's, he, I, I, I can't decide. Like when he originally started as for Winnipeg, when he was originally the Jets' starting goalie, I thought the guy yes. was great. And then watching him more, it's kind of like, yeah. I I don't know what to make of the guy. Yeah. Like, like, um, like I don't, I don't know if he, if I want him. I don't know if he was like a Cam, a Cam Talbot like a few years ago. If he's a guy you want starting all the time, you know, or just fifty games. Right. I think he's very good. I wouldn't say he's in the elite class yet. I think there's more quote elite goalies out there. Um, Vasilevsky comes to mind. In that, um, I think I think Bishop's elite. Personally, yeah, I can't really argue that. I think he's an elite guy too. Um, this, I mean, Elvis Merzlikas had Lincoln's has had some really good games this year, but again, I wouldn't call him elite. No, and and I don't think Elvis is going to be in consideration for any trophies. No. Um, but Except I for Calder too. The Calder maybe. But it's going to be, I think, either between Bakar and Hughes. But I, I, I just, I'm stuck on Connor Hellebuck where if the guy's either elite or if he's just good or if he's just not great all the time, he's, you know, he's not going to yeah. be the most consistent goalie. I think if he does it again next year, I think I'd, I'd call him the lead. Okay. If he does what he's done this year so far, if he does it again... Like, his numbers are good, but they're not fantastic. I think there's goalies with better numbers. Um, guy that comes to mind, actually, Darcy Kemper. Yeah, Kemper. Like, Kemper's another guy who has had a decent season, but injuries have, you know, plagued his year. Because then he's only played, like, he hasn't played that much. Like, his save percentage is top five in the NHL, but he's only played 30 games. Yeah. Um... So... So your pick, so your pick then is gonna be Ben Bishop. Ben Bishop. Okay, I'm gonna go with Vajelaski. Okay, I like it. All right. 
Like I guess we should be uh, writing these down in case it actually I does happen. Yeah. We'll go through we'll go through it as a recap at the end. Yeah, we can do that. Um what's our next trophy? I guess we got Jack Adams. Let's do Jack Adams. Let's get some coaches in here. Your your coach of the year is Mike Sullivan. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I yeah. That that's a fair pick. I think a hot take. The Jack Adams goes to a Pennsylvania coach. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, because based on how Philly's done this year, they they've been. I get they've stormed like as of recent, they've stormed into a playoff spot. So. I'm I'm gonna make a hot take, and I don't know if this guy is necessarily gonna win it, but I would I would put a bit of money on him as a pick potentially. I'm gonna go with John Tortorella of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Okay, I like it. I like just that. just because I was so down on him this year after everybody leaving in free agency. Yeah, and they're as of right now they sit in the playoff spot. They sit in the playoff spot. Their goaltending has been better with you know with Elvis than people were expecting. The team has been very competitive. Like yeah. you, like you can't sleep on Columbus at Keefe. And I don't know. Again, I don't know that Torts is going to win it. I think it is probably going to be Mike Sullivan. Yeah. Just just because with Pittsburgh, they've gone through so many injuries this year. It's been unbelievable, and they're still like they're in the playoffs. Like, I think they'll make they'll make it. They'll make it. They'll probably they'll probably play Washington at some point in the playoffs. I think they're I think they're supposed to play Philly in the first round, but that lines up as right now. I I if I had to give a pick to somebody, I, I think it would go to Torts. I like it. That's a good pick. You could also convince me of Sullivan to win it. You could also convince me of Barry Trotz. Yeah, or Alain Vigneault in Philadelphia. Or Vigneault in Philadelphia, yeah. Really turned around this season. I think he's been a big part of that. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely, I believe it's staying in the Metro. Um, whether it's Washington, Philly, Pittsburgh, or Columbus that wins or gets, that the coach gets the Jack Adams, like, wouldn't be a surprise to me. I'd be happy with either of the four you, you can, that we've talked to. You can make an argument for all four of them. 100%. You can make an argument for all four of them. I'm going to give mine to Torts, and you're going to say Mike Sullivan. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, Rocket, Rocket Richard? Rocket Richard. So, based on what is happening right now, it looks, I mean, there's th- three guys that are in the race to win it. Matthews, Pasternak, and... Um, Ovi. And Ovechkin. So as of right now, it's there's three guys, 48. So Obi and Pasternak have 48 each, and Matthews is 47. And and you so again, and you're gonna go with? I think Ovechkin with it. Damn it, that was gonna be my pick. Um, I'm I, I, I'm gonna pick him too. I'm gonna pick Obi. I'm gonna make the argument for. Matthews. Okay. I'm gonna make the argument for him because that dude is such a filthy player. 
Like, I, I really, I, it's too bad he ha they haven't been performing that well. Because, because they really, on their California road trip, I think they were outscored 8-3. to three. That's embarrassing. Which is, which, which is embarrassing, but especially embarrassing if you're the Leafs and you only score three goals um, against those California teams. But I'll make the argument that I think Matthews will do it. I think Matthews, if we ever get a season back, will be motivated. Uh, this, is a, this should be a really humbling time for the Maple Leafs with... No hockey. The media's not on your ass every day, even though you deservedly should have the media on your ass every day. Um, I'm, I'm going to say Matthews will be motivated and will be, will be hungry and will go on a big scoring burst at the end of the year. I like it. I, I can't argue with that, honestly. I can't. Like, I think it's going to be... It'll be one of the three of them, for sure. I don't think Dry Saddle and advantage are going to catch him. Um, so... It'll, I think, it, yeah, it'll be one of Ovi, Pasternak, or Matthews that wins it. For okay. sure. All right. But I picks Ovi, and Ian picks Matthews. Let's move on. Can I, can I, before we talk about just some other hockey notes, who, who do you think yeah. right now, this is a, this is kind of a vague question, but who do you think is the most underrated player in the league right now? Right now. Right now, most underrated player. You know, I, there's there's so many ways I could go with this. Um, I think there's a lot of unbelievable talent in the NHL. Um, some you know some guys I might say like might be, you know, some in some people's eyes they might be rated as they should be, and other guys like they might not be. I'm very high on Roman Yossi, and I think he to me has always been one of the most underrated players in the NHL, and he's a personal, you know, probably my favorite current defenseman right now. Um, I'd say he's definitely on that list. Sebastian Ajo comes to mind as well. Um, Ajo's an elite playmaker and scorer. Um, and I think another guy... I'll give you three. I'll, I'll give sure, you give, me three. Three, um, give me three guys. Yeah, Yossi. We'll do Yossi, we'll do Sebastian Ajo, and I think we should also look at um, Victor Hedman. He's a guy in Tampa that doesn't get enough love. Yeah. For what he does and how he is as a sitting presence on that back end. All the guys, Stamkos, the Kucherov, the points, they get all the the uh, fame. But I think Hedman's as big a part of that team as anyone. So, If I had to, yeah. give, if I had to give three guys, I like those three guys, by the way. Those are really three good names. Um, I think JT Miller has to be up there. I don't think yeah, we, I don't I, like I don't think we respected JT Miller enough, and maybe it was because he was in Tampa and he wasn't the top dog in Tampa. And now he's the top guy in Van. Yeah. Uh, Jack Eichel is another guy that I really think is, you know, underrated. An underrated, yeah. underappreciated talent. Uh, I, th those those guys are all superbly talented guys. And then probably my probably my my third guy I'm gonna go with. This is a little outside the box. You might even call him a breakout player this year. Okay. Another forward. I'm gonna go with Brady Kachuk in Ottawa. Oh, okay. I I I I really watching Kachuk this year. He's put up 40 points in 70 games with Ottawa. He's had like a minus 
21. Like, obviously, the team has not been that good this year. But yeah. the kid's, what, 20? He's 20 years old, yeah. So, you know, he's going to be he he's going to be a guy... Him and his brother I both really love, but I think Bro, Brady Kachuk is really going to be a, a, a talented, must-see player every night when he's out there. What are your thoughts on Anthony Duclair? Um... Yeah, uh, Duclair, the guy I, I kind of been surprised with, with, you know, he's, he's sort of been another breakout star as well, kind of like with the Kachuk. Um, yeah. I, I think he was always somebody, he struggled with torts in Columbus too, but he was somebody who just needed somebody to believe in him. And just, I like that. And just, yeah. and just, you know, he just needed a place, because really in Ottawa there's just no pressure this year. There's, There's not, yeah, and he's, like, Duclair's, like, one of the top guys, and he's playing top line minutes, right, so. Yeah, there's just, there's, you know, there's there's not a lot of pressure to go and win. There's obviously, you know, self-pressure to go and perform and to do well. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, people aren't really going to give him shit if they lose, but if, if he can just go out and be the best he can be, he's clearly shown that he's, you know, a key piece to any top six on an NHL team. I like that. That's, yep, I would say that too, for sure. So. For right. sure. All right. But I, I like I like the Brady Kachuk pick with the, uh, I like that. Um, all right, let's let's talk about some other notes around the NHL. Uh, I want to, I, I do want to talk about your, your Ducks briefly. I, who, who's, a guy, who's a guy on Anaheim that you've really liked this year who's really stood out to you or, you know, surprised you, maybe a bit, bit better than you thought he was going to be? I've been really impressed with some of the, the trade deadline pickups. Again, I haven't seen a whole lot of hockey that just made a photo spammer. I haven't seen a lot of hockey this year. Um, I've been impressed with some of the guys that came in the trade deadline. Mil- I've always been high on Milano, um, but he put, on, he put on a real show in his first few games and um, he'll be a player that the Ducks are going to love to have around. Um, and again, I think that's the the energy, the influx of the young guys has, or the other guys that have come in in the deadline has really uh, made a dent in the Ducks, and they've kind of been, at least of recent, they've been winning you know a few games, at least, and not you know a whole bunch of losses. Um, I like Dan Steinen; he's a good pickup from Anaheim, um, and. Yeah, honestly, like, it's been, I will say it's been a rough year in Anaheim. It's just what it is. Um, but the trade deadline pickups would be my guys that I've really enjoyed watching and kind of seeing them blossom a bit has been nice. So It's interesting uh, from me just looking over the Ducks in their future. I wouldn't say they have one, you know, ultra elite guy that they can build their team around. But I will say, but I do say they have a lot of you know guys who can be stars at the next level. In Ju- like you know they have Sam Steele and Braden Tracy is another guy who I really like. I agree. Yeah, hundred percent agree with that. Tracy's gonna be once he gets some more seasoning in the dub and also in the NHL, he's gonna be a great player. He'll be a great piece with a top top line center, which the Ducks don't quite have yet. They might be able to get it in this draft. That's my thought, too. I don't think Zgras is that. I don't think he's good enough to be a top-line center. He's good. 
he'll probably be their second line center eventually. But he's not to the level that a Getzlaff is or that a, I don't know, other players in the Ducks history that have been like superstars. So, no, but I, I just, if I'm a Ducks fan, I'm, I'm excited about my, like, I, I don't think you guys are going to be contending next year or maybe even the year after, but I'd be excited about my future and, you know, all the guys that we have, that you'd have to look forward to. Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to, like, it's going to take some time, and again, there's going to be some rough years up ahead, but again, like, you never know. You see how, how quickly Vancouver's turned around, and, you know, two years from now, it could be an at-home situation. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. Uh, we won't discuss t- too much of the Red Wings on this podcast. Just, you know, we're excited when we get to Alex Lafreniere. Uh, and I And I'm so ready to get myself hurt when we don't get him. <laughs> but we will discuss my boy, Katahat. Katahat. He is an exceptional goalie. Better than Jakob Markstrom. That's all. That's the hot take right there, my friend. Yeah? Yeah? Do, do you guys know how, like, obviously he, he hasn't been, his home road splits haven't been quite equal. He's been much better at home than he has on the road. Um, I'm not going to try and, you know, make an argument for him, even though he is still rather young. Carter Hart is one of the best young goalies, and I, I think there's a lot of teams who are jealous about his contract and his age and being able to build a team around him. I want Carter Hart on my team, if that's what you're asking. Yes, then I think Carter Hart's a phenomenal goalie, and he's been this way since his junior days, since he played for the gold medal winning team 2018 World Juniors. Um, just he's been a fantastic goalie back in Everett as well, and again, like he's brought that to Philly now, and he's going he's gonna to put on a show for a long time. The do you think the Flyers have they, they finally have figured out their goaltending spot now with Hart? Yes, they, I think he's their goalie. He, he's always reminded me of Carey Price, and I think he's going to be a phenomenal hockey player. It's interesting with Carter Hart, and you know, just talking about it. Like I, I've never met Carter Hart; I've only seen him play, but watching right. him, but watching him and talking to people about him, you get the sense that he's got this presence about him and just this calm demeanor, sort of like current yep. Everett goalie Dustin Wolf. Okay. He's very, you know, you don't really want to mess with him on game day. Like, you just want him to focus and, you know, be himself. Right. And, it, and it's, you know, it's fascinating yep. to see and fascinating to talk about the legend that is Kataha. Carter Hart, yes. I've, yeah, like I said, off the top, I've always been high on Carter Hart, and he's been you know, a fantastic player. And again, um, like, he's a talented goalie, and he's got, he's got tons of upside. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a top five goalie in the NHL in the next few years. Five-time Vesna winner, hot take. Five-time Vesna. Three, three, three-time cup winner. <laughs> am I am well, I am, am, am I setting like, too high of expectations for him? I think it's too early to say. I think he might win three. He will, I think he'll win a cup eventually in his career. Assuming the team around him is good, that's my main concern. Is if the team's good enough, then he's gonna be fine. 
Yeah, we'll see though. Good, good. Yeah, we'll. We'll, we have to get caught on the pod here. Friend of the pod, caught a hot. Caught hot. Yes. Uh, um, my, you know, there's been rumors flying around. We'll, we'll kind of shift gears a bit. Um, Carter's a great goalie. He'll he's got some upside. He'll win a cup sometime in his career. And a best. Yeah. Yeah. Like that? I like that. There we go. That that's nice. Easy. Easy. Um, I guess my concern, you know, I think everyone's kind of got something in mind, and um, the whole coronavirus situation. Like, how do you think if the season continues, how will playoffs look? Um, if we're being honest, I, I really don't know. I, I really haven't thought of it because I, I just don't think we're gonna have the end of the season. Um, right. If, if we do have an end of the season. I think it's going to be with how the standings are now, and we might have either best of fives, or we, or it might yeah. just be eight teams make the playoffs. But so you're saying reduce playoff format or reduce length of series? I think that's going to ha- how it's going to have to be is reduce the length of the series. Um, yeah. Just because of the fact that you you really you really can't have the guys playing into July. Like you, you like no, it's, it's bad enough that they have to play into June. You you can't. There's no way you can have them playing into July. Never mind August. Like you you can't even no. Um, they need time off and they need time to recover from the season. So, and again, like yeah, they they have to cut it by June thirtieth. That's their last day they should play. That's yeah. That is the last day that they should play. And ju- judging by what I've heard and, you know, what, what the public safety people are saying about this, I would suspect that we won't get any any sports really for at least, a, a, you know, another month if we're generous. Yeah. And, and, yeah. Pro- and probably more likely until, you know, the beginning of the June. Honestly, I'm kind of with you there too. It's gonna be. This is a situation that I believe is not is not over, and it's and it's honestly just getting started. And I think it's something that people are gonna have to really be mindful of and be cautious of, because you just you just don't know. It's such a situation that's so complicated, and there's lots to it. And it's just to be on the safe side. Just they're not gonna have large gatherings. It's just not gonna happen. Wash your goddamn hands. Yeah. Wash your hands. Don't even don't even think about not washing your hands. Wash wash your hands more often than you've ever washed your hands before. Yeah. Like I, I always uh I know people don't always say like if you think about drinking water, drink water as a way to keep hydrated, like same same thing now with washing your hands. If you think about washing your hands, wash them. Yes, exactly. Wash your wash your hands. Um yeah. until you know, for sports coming back I, I really think this is the end of all the seasons with I think it's the end of the hockey yeah. season I think it's the end of the basketball season you know baseball might go but I think it's going to be in the spring training facilities in front of empty stadiums yeah that's a possibility and I think they also another option they have is start in July yeah baseball I think could probably start in July but in terms of from the hockey aspect 
the I don't think the NHL is going to have a conclusion to their season. I don't think junior hockey is going to have a conclusion to their season. Um, yeah. You know the Stan the Stanley Cup ha- has you know not been handed out due to pandemics like this back in 1919 with the Spanish flu. So it wouldn't be the first yep. time they've done it, but I, I think that's kind of where people like the expectation that Obviously, yeah the expectation they want to avoid of, that at all costs. Yeah, exactly. But again, sometimes public safety just trumps everything. Yeah, and yeah. I, I just think the expectation that people have of oh we need a cup you know a Stanley Cup awarded it, it's very unrealistic at this point. At this point, I hundred percent agree with that, and it's. One of those things where it's very hard to let, you know, thousands of fans come into stadiums and possibly contract a, you know, contract a virus. It just, it's not something that is morally correct, in my opinion. Well, and it just, it shouldn't happen. And like you say, you know, this is only just the beginning. Like they've said, we're two months away from where Italy is, and Italy's had six hundred deaths. Italy's, you know, originally they banned all people from coming to sporting events. Then they just banned sporting events outright. I, yeah. I, I just and this all happened in a very short period of time. Oh yeah, like this is just like, you know, obviously we like when when the Santa Clara County announced, in, you know, that they recommend, you know, no large gatherings. It kind of just threw people off. It's like, well. No, there was sort of a question of, well, what are we going to do for the rest of the year? And then, you know, Seattle announced the same thing. And then yeah. the NBA suspended their season. So it all escalated quickly. But it's kind of the right thing to do. There wasn't really another option. No, there's not. And there wasn't, you're right, 100%. There wasn't another option. That's what sports had to do they had to shut it down and it's just you know obviously sports fans are obviously upset but again there's ways around it and there's ways for us in the entertainment business to you know avoid sports fans being bored there's always things we can do we can go on these parts and talk about stuff and you and i are gonna have to watch some old games watch some old games exactly so exactly but no that's just how it is and you gotta live with it Hundred percent. Think, yeah. As as we kind of wind wind down on this pod, I think it's something that you know people really have to know that you know it will end. This is there's there's not gonna be it's not gonna be an apocalypse where the world just ends. It's not. This is not what it is. This is purely just the thing of there's a virus that is being widespread, and people need to just be careful and be mindful of what they're doing. And all of you who are panic buying on fucking toilet paper, fuck you. Like, you, Honestly, you people yeah. should be washing your goddamn hands, not buying all the toilet paper supply at Costco. Like, I never understood why that was a thing. Well, I think, I think there was a rumor that coronavirus makes you shit a lot. Which is far from the truth. Yeah, exactly. So, if you're, if you're stocking up on toilet paper, fuck you. And yeah. go wash your fucking hands. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure if you've been to a grocery store recently, but, like, there's been, there's lines, like, down the aisles. I went to the, uh, Bilo Foods, which is one of the local grocery stores here in Burnaby, and they still had toilet paper, and the line was longer than usual, but, yeah. Yeah. 
and I know I've heard all kinds of stories of people getting in fights and stuff. I know, like, based on personal experience, I spent half an hour in line and saved on foods, and that was considered small. Yeah. So. Fucking hell, dude. What it's like and what's going on. Like, it's, it's ridiculous, but people really need to take a step back and just be mindful of what they're doing and not hoard everything. Well, you know, like, like, there's a fine balance between over-exaggeration and taking it seriously. And, yeah, just wash your hands. If you feel sick, stay home. Yep. So, anyways, that that concludes the pod. Thank you, Scott, for coming on. Much appreciated. 100%. I love doing it. Love doing these pods, and it's always a fun time. We'll get more pods coming out here pretty soon, but thank you everybody for listening and have a great rest of your day. Scott, any final hot takes? I think we have to end the hot take. That's just how it is. End the hot not take? End on a hot take. All right. Okay. Go ahead. So we talked about, talk about lots of NHL award winners and lots of, um, you know, all kinds of things, hockey notes and stuff. Um, my hot take, man, this is tough. This is so tough because it's so hard to say what this, you know, how the season might transpire and what might happen. Um, hot take. Um, we didn't. We missed the word we talked. We didn't talk about comeback player of the year. Oh. My comeback player of the year. This is my hot take. William Nylander. Ooh. The comeback player of the year. That's my hot take. I like that. He's actually been better than Marner. He's been good. Well, he's been very good. He's been very good. All right, I'll leave it at that. Very good. Ian, what about you? Big hot take. Let's hear it. If we don't have, you know, any more hockey this year, if, if the season is officially over, Detroit should just get Lafreniere. We, we don't have a draft lottery. Lafreniere just automatically goes to Detroit. I'm sure you'd be a big fan of that. I love that. That would just make my day if we got that. There you go. All well, right. Well, there you have Comeback player of the year, William Nylander, and Lafreniere to the to the Red Wings. I love the end of that pod. This is a this has been a great pod. Thank you for coming on, Scott. Yeah, anytime. Hey, let's do it again sometime. Hopefully. Let's do it. Let's do it next again soon. It. Hopefully, next time we do it, there'll be some sports. So hopefully, bro. Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Have a great rest of your day, and uh, please tell your friends. All right. Peace out.